Hi, this is Joel Scrivener, pastor of Oaks Church in McKinney, Texas. And I wanted to say thank you so much for listening, sharing, and supporting our podcast. I know that today's message is going to inspire you, challenge you, and empower you to fearlessly follow Jesus like never before. Now, let's check out today's message. God bless you guys. Didn't know we had so many cowboy players that attended our church. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, a little highlight, some of our uh, awesome uh, volunteer team uh, that's a part of this church. I'm so happy that you're here today. Thank you uh, for being with us. Uh, lots of great stuff going on here. Today is a very important day. Um, and especially thank you for getting up when you lost an hour of sleep. Uh, all of you that are at home right now, we probably have uh, double or triple the people that watch our services uh, throughout the week. So God bless each and every one of you that are with us uh, online. We're excited for some new things. We're going to cast some vision today, share with you some of the stuff that's going on on here at Oaks Church, and we're going to start with a little presentation today. We've been in the middle of a campaign called Unstoppable. Unstoppable. That's the word that the Lord gave us for our campaign to build the vision that he has for our church in this city. It was almost uh, 18 years ago, my wife and I uh, were driving uh, on the way to see my parents in Oklahoma. My parents live in Broken Arrow, and as we were driving I felt a strong impression in my heart. I said, God, if I, could, if I could pastor anywhere in the world, I would want to be right here, right in this area that I'm driving through right now. And, and, I, and I turned to my wife, and, and, and honestly, our daughter had just died about a year earlier. And Jennifer didn't even want to be in ministry or even go to church at that point in time. We were both very angry with God, understandably. And, and guess what? It's okay it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to get angry when stuff happens in life. God is, he's not petty. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, he can deal with your emotions. You understand that? He, he, he is a, he's a loving father. Uh, and just as you with your own children can, can help them through their emotions, your loving heavenly father will help you through your emotions. But I asked my wife a risky question because at that point she didn't want to have anything to do with ministry because of what we had just walked through. But I asked her, I said, babe, if we could be Pastors, if God has that in our heart, if we could be pastors in any city, anywhere in the world, where would you want to be? And she said, without any hesitation, she said, right here, right here where we are right now. And we happen to be driving through McKinney, Texas. That was 18 years ago. Having no idea what God had in store and how the journey would go and, and what the path would actually be. But three years ago, we started this church, Oaks Church, that you are a part of. It was 10 years ago that we actually were moved to be campus pastors inside of the city of McKinney, and God began the dream uh, that is Oaks Church today. So I want to walk you through some things. This unstoppable campaign that we're part of, it's part of our vision campaign. Um, it connects into where we're going for the next number of years, and so let's go on just a quick little journey. Hopefully the technology works. Oh yes, it works. That's wonderful. Um, anytime there's technology in me involved, there's always a question whether or not it's going to work. Uh, anyway, thank you technology team, all of those. Uh, this is our journey that we're on, that we've been on. We, we are, this is our fifth location in three years. We started off in Divine Grace, which was a wedding venue. It was beautiful, gorgeous, uh, but we rapidly outgrew that. It wasn't a great place for kids necessarily. Too, much, uh, too many things to break. 
inside of that building. Um, it was about a, probably a three or four million dollar um, Tuscan mansion in a, on a vineyard. It was gorgeous. Uh, but we outgrew that and we took a new opportunity to move to Wilmoth Elementary School. And we were there uh, and finished our first year there. And then this thing called a pandemic happened. And all of a sudden, no churches were allowed to meet and everyone was forced to be online. The uh, problem was we didn't really have an online ministry at that point. We were just a year old. And so we had, a, we had to scramble together and our team worked uh, extremely hard to create an online experience uh, for people uh, to, to worship for the next few months. And then God opened the door for us. Uh, the schools weren't letting any, any churches back in yet. God opened the door for us to go to the Sheridan Hotel. And we spent a number of months there. And then in the middle of a pandemic, God gave me a word. He said, Joel, I have a surprise up my sleeve for you. And when he, when he said that in my heart, in my prayer time, I thought about my friend Stan, who's our real estate broker, and I thought about a building that his business partner owned that wasn't for sale, it wasn't available, it was a no all the way across the board, but I'd heard his business partner say, my gosh, Joel, it would be perfect for a church, it'd be perfect for a church, but it's not for sale, it's not available, and you can't have it. And when God spoke and said, there's a surprise, I have a surprise up my sleeve, I thought about Stan and I thought about this building right here. It wasn't for sale and wasn't available, but God had a surprise. And we walked that path out and we moved into this building. We spent uh, a number of months preparing and renovating this building. And now we have over this last uh, this last season, we've grown. Um, did I skip ahead a little bit too fast for myself there? Whoa, I'm missing one. Oh my goodness, I'm missing a couple. Hopefully, hopefully this... Uh, is uh, in the right order. There we go. That's what we're looking for. In 36 months, I just got one out of order. Everything else is going to be beautiful in Jesus' name. Um, <laughs> 325 plus people in attendance uh, on, a, on a weekly basis. That's just in the building. And actually, guys, we're exceeding that. In, in view that have been coming for these last few weeks, you can look around and see that we're, we're literally out of room inside of the sanctuary already. And so we're going to be expanding. We're going to be going to two services in April, and I'll share a little bit more with you about that. It's an important step in our growth and in the future of Oaks Church. Uh, over 100 kids involved in our kids' ministry, 130 volunteers, uh, 130 people have gone through our Align membership class. If you want to find out how to be a member and how to join here, you go to the front desk or you go online, oakschurch.com, and you click the button for Align, and it's a short process to help you align, make sure that your vision for your life and your beliefs align with ours, and then we align together and we uh, can work together to do incredible things. Um, and we have seven active small groups right now. All of these numbers are going to be growing and increasing over this next short period of time, but I'm going to show you one of the most exciting things to me is that in this short span of three years, we have already given away over $600,000 to other ministries, other outreaches. Restored Hope is right here in the building, one of the, the ministries that we were a part of. Missionaries all over the world. Uh, I, I got a, a text this morning from Christian uh, Matthew, uh, Precaution, Precaution's son messaged me from somewhere in Eurasia. I just wanted to say that word. I, I can't remember the exact country, but he's in the middle of Eurasia over there. And, and, and he was telling me, I'd warned him about when he got there that the men are very proud of their body odor. And they don't bathe on purpose, and it's like a competition. He texted me this morning to say that I was absolutely right, and, and I told him to stay out of crowded elevators specifically. But we, we have missionaries literally all over the world, outreaches all over the city, and so this shows the breakdown. What's beautiful, though, guys, is that this $600,000 number, we actually have 
another $150,000 already allocated and in, 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 in mobilized toward different things that will be released. So within three years, $750,000 of giving away to other causes because Oaks Church is a church that doesn't just receive the tithe that belongs to the Lord. We're a church that gives the tithe uh, that we receive to the world to do incredible things. And so the amazing things that you guys uh, may or may not even realize are happening. Thousands of people are being saved all over the world uh, in in war-torn areas and countries. uh, And we're doing incredible things because of your generosity. And all of this stuff can happen because... Um, of your generosity. This is a slide. I'm going to show you some financial things because there is a financial part of our vision, right? Um, all of you have a house or an apartment. You live somewhere and the house of God is no different. Every house has to have a financial portion. So this will explain how our basic budget works. Uh, 10% of our, uh, of the revenue that comes into the church goes into savings. Um, 23%, this is for last year, was going toward rent. It's actually different now, so next year you'll see it differently because now we own this building, um, and so we don't rent anymore. Now we have mortgage, uh, and we actually not only have a mortgage, but this Camp Bow Wow right behind us is our tenant now, and their rent toward us pays almost half of our mortgage, which is an incredible thing, right? So God has put us in an amazing place. In fact, what's wild is that we now own this building. It's over a $7 million building. We've got probably a couple, uh, maybe almost $2 million of, of equity in the building. And our payments now owning a $7 million property are lower than they were when we were renting. In fact, it was, it's lower than it was when we were renting a school and all the different things. It's incredible, the net-net because of the rent that we received from uh, Camp Bow Wow over there, which we're actually going to, with all the car shows and the fun stuff that we're doing, and I know that's for everybody, girls and guys, uh, all, everybody's welcome to that. Our Oaks Business Networking, that's also for all business people. That's not only for businessmen, that's for businesswomen. You want to grow your business, you want to grow your clientele, come hang out with us and be a part of that. But Jennifer's newest idea and what we're going to be partnering with Camp Bow Wow is is we're going to be putting on a dog show. Oaks Church's own dog show. Puppy Palooza, is that the working name? Puppy Palooza. Uh, and, and we're going to, th- these are things that we do, guys, uh, that are not churchy. They're just fun. They're just fun because we need the world to recognize that, that church people aren't weird. At least most of us, some of you may be a little, but, but most of us aren't. And we can do fun stuff, and so it's an event. These are the type of events we call them come and see events. Just come and see. Come and see what we have. When Jesus uh, w- w- first was, was um, introduced to one of, someone that would be one of his disciples, they asked him a question, and Jesus' response was, come and see. And so we have events that we want people just to come and see the church and come and see the people that are here. And honestly, this, this outreach event uh, called Oaks and Smoke, the, the car meet, we need, this is, this is where my heart is in this, I need a team of you that want to be evangelists to come and hang out with these crazy car people, make sure they don't peel out and do donuts in my parking lot, number one. No, just, but number two, hang out with them and get to know them and actually pray for people and see how the Lord might open a door for you to minister to people and how our church might grow. People that would come to a car meet and eat some of Cassius's barbecue but would never show up on a Sunday morning, but they might if they met you. They might if they built a relationship with you. One of the car meets that Cassius has been a part of in the past, a thousand cars come and be a part of this car meet. How many people could we reach if we just got strategic and saw ourselves as a part of the body of Christ and, and, and on mission for Christ? So God has given us this building as a tool. The building is not the mission. The building is not the vision. The building is a tool 
so that we can accomplish the mission, which I'll talk to you about in just a little bit. These are the things you see. Missions, we put 11% out to missions and outreach all over the world. Our personnel costs were at 40% which is very, um, the average church uh, is between 45 and 55% of their budget goes towards personnel costs. So we're, we're very lean in that way, intentionally on purpose, uh, because we want to make sure that we are good stewards with everything that God has given us. Um, this next slide you're going to see uh, explains our current situation that we're in. Our kids' ministry is operating kind of at a minimal level right now. We haven't been able to do any big renovations and the things that we want to do in that room. Um, we're at a minimal level also with all of our AV and tech type stuff. Uh, it's chicken wire and duct tape and all kinds of stuff, some of the same equipment that we had when we were in the school, setting up and tear down. We just hung it and mounted it and threw it up and, and we've got to renovate. You know, there's just, there's no way around it, guys. Online, we, uh, triple the attendance online is, there, is in the building. That's a new world that we're in right now. So we have to invest in technology because we're, it, it is our conduit to reach the world. So those things are expensive. Um, if you, in your own home, if you were to paint your house, you would spend a whole lot of money painting your house. You might, if you painted the exterior of your house, spend 30000 or $50,000 Well, to paint this building. It, our, our, it's, it, it's very expensive. It could, you know, the bids have come in all over the place from 80 to 90 to 100,000 dollars. It's a it's a wild thing when you're looking at some of the stuff that we need to do. signage, tens of thousands of dollars. Uh, technology. If you've ever done a media room inside of your uh, house or, or just bought a, a big screen TV and a surround sound system, you could spend tens of thousands of dollars in a house. Well, guess what? You could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in an auditorium. And, and those things are important. Why? Because we're communicating the gospel. We're communicating the word of God, and we have to have uh, a proper and, and an excellent way to. Do do that. Uh, many of you that have watched online, it's frustrating when all of a sudden you see the colorful bars and, and we're not online all of a sudden, or you can't hear, or it's popping, or different things, and so we're in the process of updating and renovating and all these different types of things. Um, so I want to give you uh, some of the things. Oh, you get to see. Did I skip ahead of one again? No, I didn't? Okay. I got a little bit different presentation here, but that's all right. We're working with it. Um, so we, this is going to uh, show you a couple of the different things that we're looking to do. Our vision, we've accomplished two of our first phases. One was we spent about $750,000 to renovate this building. So what you're experiencing right now is about uh, almost not quite half of, of the cost of renovating the building. Um, on top of that, so again, as a two-year-old church was when we bought this building, we were able in our first two years to raise the funds to do $750,000 of renovations and have $1.25 million in cash to put down to buy this building. That's how good God is, right? And that's because of your generosity. And at the same time, give away $750,000 to missions all over the world. Guys, these numbers are not normal numbers for a two-year-old church, three-year-old church. Uh, th there are churches that have been going for 10 years that don't see numbers like this. God has his hand on this church, his favors on this church. He's doing something very special with us. And he's given us a word, and that word is that we are unstoppable. I want to show you some of the beautiful uh, things. We're going to solve our, our space problems, the opportunity we have uh, for... Um, new ministries and outreaches and things like that, all of those things uh, do cost money and they require volunteers. They require people to grab a hold of that vision and say, I want to be a part of that. So I wanna show you some of these beautiful renderings from the, the architect that helps us design. You know what it looks like when you pulled up out front. Uh, this is the, one of the design concepts and the design concept that we like the most uh, to make it more modern. We have the uh, vision to create 
a really great front porch outdoor space. We wanna make the actual environment of the building very welcoming to the community. We wanna invite people into this place, just like at your own home, you wanna make it welcoming. Um, and we want there to be a big welcome mat, right? That, that draws people in and makes them wanna be a part of what God is doing here. So this is, these are some ideas of what that front porch area might look like. Uh, we got the thought to do some fire pits and things like that. We can use it year round, big fans, maybe misters, uh, whatever. I really wanna put like an outdoor kitchen if possible. We can do some cool different things, but maybe Cassius will just uh, help us with that anyway, since, you know, anyway. All right, praise God, Cassius. God bless you. Thank you for donating all of your barbecue to me. Um, I'm just joking. Uh, but you can see we've done some of these different things inside of the lobby. Um, we've got some more treatments that we'll do, just making this place uh, even more like home inside of our, our sanctuary room. We've got a, one of the things that we uh, have to do. Did I skip past one? Maybe. There we go. Um, we, we don't have any sound acoustics in here right now. There's no paneling. So the, the, the stu- it bounces all around everywhere. It makes it echoey at times. And so we've got to upgrade all of that. Well, I, I was told that, that acoustic paneling can be sixty, seventy, $80,000. I mean, it's just crazy when you're building an auditorium like that. So everything has a cost. And, and I could, I've heard people say, why would you spend that kind of money on an auditorium uh, when, when, when you could give it to the poor? Guys, we're giving it to the poor too. You already saw $600,000 already out, another 150 uh, mobilized and allocated. Guys, we're doing that at the same time. And I'm gonna explain to you in just a little bit why it's important to create the house of God to be something that is welcoming and attractive to people because we're not just building this church for us and for our families. We're building this church for the thousands of people in our city that need to meet Jesus, right? One service won't do it. It, two services in the future won't do it. We may be to three services or four services or Saturday night or, or what. We don't know what God's going to do. We may end up buying land and, and, and expanding. We may end up doing campuses. We don't know what God's going to show us. What we know is that we're unstoppable because he's with us. Amen. So let's look at a couple more of these images that we have. Kids space, we've got plans to do a great big awesome cool playground inside of the kids area so when your kids come or kids, people drive past, they see. Do you have any idea how many kids are angry at us in the city because this used to be a ninja warrior training facility? Kids hate Oaks Church right now in McKinney, Texas. We gotta change that. We gotta get them back in here and get them loving the place because they used to come in here and be little monkeys hanging off the ceilings and stuff. Uh, so uh, th- this is what the costs are gonna be. This is what it looks like, just so you guys can know. And again, we have nothing to hide here. If you have any questions about finances, a lot of churches wouldn't show you where the money goes. We have nothing to hide here. Um, Jennifer and I, uh, we, we are submitted to a board uh, of directors that oversee us, that protect us, that help us make all of the right business decisions. We don't make any decisions, uh, business decisions of any large scale without the board being involved. Um, I have a team of what I call advisors that are very, very wise and savvy businessmen that I go to as my friend, business w- women as well, that I go to as my friends that advise me so that when I come to the board, I've got a plan that makes sense to the minds of very successful business people. And above that, we have an apostolic covering. Uh, you got to meet the Yadens a couple weeks ago. You're going to get to meet uh, Jude and Becky Fuquay from Los Angeles will be uh, coming soon. They're another part of our apostolic covering. An apostle uh, was, the, was the head pastor over other pastors. So we submit ourselves to those uh, other pastors to help us have wisdom and to protect us. One of my friends, Marcus Meekham uh, from uh, Florence, Kentucky in the Cincinnati area is on the apostolic board. He said, Joel, what do you want me to do? What are you expecting from me? I said, number one, I said, I need you to take my phone call. <laughs> and number one, t- text my phone call, take, take my text. Number two, have my back 
Number three, kick my butt if I need my butt kicked. Sorry, that wasn't very religious. But I need, I don't want, I don't need yes men in my life. I need someone that's going to tell me the truth, that's going to protect me. I'm going to stand before God for the decisions we make in this church. So I need wise counsel. The Bible says with, with the multitude of advisors, it makes victory sure. And so I have people in my life that are protectors, they're guardians, they're looking over things, they're making sure that we're making wise decisions because it's not a small thing to be an overseer of thousands of people and millions of dollars. And it's a big responsibility. And, and, and we, everyone knows a lot of pastors fail. A lot of pastors fail. A lot of pastors mess up. Paul said, but by the grace of God, there go I. So Jennifer and I guard ourselves and protect ourselves by submitting to other people so that we are wise with the decisions we make that affect you and your families. Amen? So you can see on this list, there's lots of different things that we have uh, to do. Um, these are just some projected costs. This next slide you're going to see, uh, we uh, accomplished the first goal. Our goal was to raise $2 million. Um, $750,000 is what we had to uh, have additionally come in so that we could close on the building. That happened uh, as of uh, November 30th. We own the building now. And then what's left over for us to finish everything out was one25 million dollars. So there's a $2 million need. We've had pledged through our unstoppable campaign, um, almost a million four, uh, $850,000 have been received and we have 1.15 million to go. This next slide is going to show you kind of, uh, how we, and again, think about this guys, think about this. Uh, the, the 1.357 million dollars that was accounted for by 76 pledges, 76 families. That's it. We've got a whole lot more families than that. So there are other people that, that haven't, again, over 100, 125 new families since we've, since we've just gotten in this building, right? So a lot of people have never seen this, never heard this. That's why we're showing you not to be redundant, but we're halfway through and we want to show you what we've accomplished so far and what else we have to accomplish. Um, so this first one over here is uh, uh, we have 10% of our pledges. They've come in 100% full. Uh, in full and, and have given an additional $50,000 on top of that. These next two are people that are kind of tracking uh, and they're trending. This next one over here is, is numbers that are trailing. Uh, this one on the side is a watch number because they seem to be inactive. People move, people leave the church, people go. I mean, God, you know, I don't know. I, I, I tend to offend people from time to time. The truth hurts is what I've been told. Um, but this one on the far end is people that have made a pledge but have never started. And so what's important for each of us is to find out where we are inside of this and to whatever commitment you've made to God, do your absolute best to keep that commitment. You're not making a commitment to Joel. You don't owe me anything. Don't do anything that you do unto Joel because Joel's just a guy. I, I, I serve the king like you do. I'm no better than anyone in this room. I happen to be the guy that was crazy enough to say yes. Had a friend at my house last night. He's like, Joel is the most ridiculously crazy person. I would never take on the mission that he has taken on. I would never be a, a head pastor and plant a church. That is the most ridiculous venture. You set yourself up for hurt at every turn, disappointment, all kinds of stuff. Guys, I, 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 can't, I can't do anything else. That's what I was made to do. I wake up every day thinking about this church and you. And the mission that God has for myself and for my family and for the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that God wants to see enter heaven because of your lives, because of your influence. 
It's not the Joel show. This is the Jesus show. It's the Jesus show. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. So this next slide, and, and you may have received, we have booklets, correct? Oh, next week we're, we're handing out booklets that'll have everything. Um, say again, I'm sorry. Oh, after service? Okay, good. After service, the, we have at, um, the ushers will have them, and we have two little tables that say unstoppable on them. You can pick up a booklet that has all of this information in there. There's actually one of the pieces is, is, a, is a piece that looks just like this on the screen. It shows you where you may fit into uh, this journey as far as making your own personal pledge. I don't want you to think uh, that this is only and all about money. But money is required to make any household work, and it's required to make God's household work too. And so it's important that we talk about that. Did you know that money is the number one topic in the Bible? Did you know that? It, money is mentioned more than any other topic. It's mentioned more than heaven. It's mentioned more than sin. Money's important. It's important to humans. If it's not important to you, just give it to Brandon. Because he's really good with money. He will do great things with money. Just give your money to Brandon. If it's money's not important, I trust Brandon with your money. <laughs> money's important to all of us. Do you know the only reason that money is important to God is because your heart is important to God? And the Bible says that where your treasure is, your heart is. Where your treasure is, your heart is. So money is only important to God because money is important to you, and he wants your heart. He wants your heart. So I want to encourage you just uh, to go on this journey with us and pray. The things that we want to do inside this building from, uh, we've talked about commercial kitchens. We need more adult space. We've got great, a great adult class called Roots or Rooted this morning that, was, that is going on. If you want information on that, you can uh, go to the front desk and information. Great adult education classes, ways to get involved. But we need more classroom space and more opportunities for, uh, for more uh, things to happen, both for kids and for adults. And as uh, people are generous, then we can do great things. So our ask is that you go on this spiritual journey with us for this next couple weeks. Uh, and we're having a big party in two weeks. So next week, we'll continue with the series uh, on Unstoppable. The week after that, we're gonna have a big party. And it's what we call our, our commitment day or a pledge day. Many of you have already made pledges. Thank you for that. Um, but here's the reality. Uh, life can change. You may find yourself in a position where you're like, hey, the pledge I made, it didn't even stretch me. It was too easy. I wanna, I wanna pledge more. Awesome, praise God. You may have found yourself in a place where this pandemic has been really hard on you and, and you made this pledge and you're feeling guilty because you made a commitment but then life went a different direction. And, and so I wanna give you the opportunity to adjust that. That's what halftime is about. You can adjust that. You, you adjust your schedule. You adjust whatever. You may be in this, in this environment and you're like, man, I wasn't even a part of this, but man, I really want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of building something that's for the generations to come and be a part of something that God is doing something so special. So just go on the journey with us and pray. Everyone, here's all we're asking anyone to do. Obey God. Just obey God. Uh, if God shows you to do something incredible and, 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 and massive with your faith, just go for it. Obey God. If he tells you to sit this one out, that's between you and the Lord. That's not, that's not between you and me. That's between you and the Lord. But, but we also, realistically, going to two services, we have 130 volunteers. We need to double our volunteer base. So one of the things I want each and every one of you to pray is, Father, where do you want me to serve inside of this church? Where do you want me to serve? Because it, it's, it, we can't do it. Jesus said that the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. And we need people, and we need profitability, in order to be able to do the things that God wants us to do to save souls and to win the lost. It's all about salvations, guys. It's all about salvations. That's the only reason we do this.
So here's a couple important dates. Um, we're starting our spiritual journey today. Over the next couple weeks, we'll be sending out emails and texts and on our social media, verses to read, things to pray uh, with us over this next couple of weeks. And then uh, March 27th is our commitment day. We were asking each person to um, two things. Uh, pray whatever commitment the Lord shows you to make. You can bring your card and turn it in that day if you're online with us and you want to help us because online, actually, a lot of the investment, a very large investment, is going to go toward providing the online experience. And we actually have a vision uh, part of our vision is to create online uh, worship experiences that are interactive for you and that you could actually be online members and be a part and create hubs in whatever city that you may live in. We Guys, we have people all across the United States. I can't remember if it was, uh, if it was 25 or 30 states represented in, in, in how many people that are watching. It's been incredible uh, to see the, the, the stretch that God has inside of this church and the reach. Uh, April 10th is when we plan on launching. That is the... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, um, Palm Sunday, uh, April 10th is when we're looking at launching two services, so we need volunteers in a, in a real bad way, real quick, okay? So if you've been thinking about it, kicking the tires, you haven't gone through a line yet, go sign up for a line and pray about where the Lord might want you to serve, and then April 17th is Easter, and I want to have the most incredible Easter we've ever had here in our new building this year, it's going to be wonderful, but, but I don't want to have Easter just for us to have Easter, I want you to grab a hold of this vision. I want you to begin to pray over these next few weeks and ask the Lord to show you who you need to bring to be a part of Easter this year. I would love to see 50 or 60 or 70 people get saved on Easter. Would that not be amazing if we could see an incredible... Guys, we just, two weeks ago, we baptized 27 people right here in this building. It was amazing. The Sunday after Easter, we're doing another baptism service. I would love to have a full tank of baptism. We had the Holy Ghost hot tub out here over on the side. And we put bubbles on and everything. It was amazing. So all we're asking is that you pray, go on the journey with us, and, and allow the Lord to speak to you. Amen? Amen. So let's do this. Let's talk for just a second about this uh, word unstoppable. Where did that come from? I, I'm, if you know me at all, you know my number one spiritual habit and, and, and discipline is that I am a journaler. I have literally dozens and dozens and dozens of journals now. I've been doing this for uh, over 20 years. I write my prayers out. I document my prayers. Uh, the Lord showed me early on in my spiritual life. The only reason we have a Bible is because God's, God's chosen people wrote down what he said. We wouldn't have the book of Isaiah or Jeremiah or Ezekiel. We, we wouldn't have the, the book of John, the gospel of John. We wouldn't have first and second Peter. We wouldn't have the Bible if they didn't write it down. And they documented their, their engagement and their interactions and their journey with God. A journal is, is about your journey. And so I write all of my prayers. And when we met with our campaign manager, he asked, what is the word? What word has God given you? I said, I don't know. He goes, go back and look. And as I went back and looked in my journal over, the, over a two-year period of time, what God had said to me over and over and over, he said, what I'm going to do with you and through you and through this new church is unstoppable. No Man can stop what I want to do through Oaks Church. That's the word God gave us. It's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. And he's got massive plans for us. That is the origin of it. God said that we were unstoppable. So let's talk just a little bit about the vision. What is the vision for Oaks Church? Well, the vision for Oaks Church, the only reason or the only way to find the vision for the church is to look at Jesus because we don't own the church. We don't get to make up our own vision for the church. Jesus it's Jesus' church. He's the head of the church. We're just shepherds and stewards and assistants to him. This is his church, and it's his vision, not ours. 
So I want you to see a couple of things. When Jesus first spoke to his disciples that were coming to him, the first time he said, come and see, when they asked him, one of them said, imagine this, imagine, it's a really funny thing, but one of the disciples, when they got in front of Jesus, they were following him, he turns around, Jesus is like, hey, what do you want? If, if, I mean, he was Jewish, he goes, hey, what do you want? I'm just kidding, he didn't say it like that. If he, if he was from New York, he'd say, forget about it, what do you want? Anyway, so, so he says, what do you want? And the disciple says, I wanna know where you live. Isn't that a weird question? I think he just got nervous. Uh, show me where you live, Jesus. And Jesus like, come and see. But then the next thing he said to the disciples, he said, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I'll make you fishers of men. He spoke to fishermen and said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And that doesn't mean that only men would be the ones that were targeted. It was about mankind. I'm going to make you fishers of mankind. I'm going to teach you how to catch and how to draw and how to bring in a great harvest for God's kingdom. So the vision of God's church is connected to us recognizing the very first statement that he made when he asked people to follow him was that they would learn how to be fishers of men. Each and every one of us, as members of God's church, have a responsibility to reach the lost. It's not just the pastor's job. You are the ministers of the Most High God. The Bible says that the pastor's job is to equip the saints for the working of the ministry. You are the ministers of the Most High God. You have circles and spheres of influence that I have no access to, only you do. And there are people that God is bringing across your path. Could be your barista at your coffee shop, it could be the person that checks you, out, checks you out at your grocery store. It could be the someone in the cubicle next to you or, or the person down the hall and God has put them in your heart and you begin to pray for them and you begin to invite them and you begin to bring them and you begin to, guys, I'm telling you, one of the greatest thrills, one of the greatest thrills is when you actually get to, to take your part in leading someone to the Lord. I can't tell you how fun it is well, I don't want to be stingy with that. I want to train you how to do that. I can't tell you how incredible it is to be able to lead someone to the Lord and pray the sinner's prayer with them, to be able to draw someone and see their lives completely revolutionized and turned around. My, my buddy, I can't tell you how incredible my buddy Gabe came to my house yesterday. He's like, Joel, he goes, I need to get baptized. I want to get baptized right now. I'm like, man, it's cold outside. I got a creek. He goes, done. He's a military guy. He's tough as nails. He's like, done. I, gotta get, I want to get baptized. I want to rededicate my life. I'm talking, maybe we'll show you the video. It was green, mossy, disgusting creek. But he got baptized yesterday. It was amazing. It was one of the most beautiful moments I've ever experienced. It's incredible. And as he sat down the water, I said, listen, I said, the water's cold. I said, if you cuss, I'm going to dunk you twice. And... Uh, guys, it's... So, it's I, I, it would be wrong for me to hoard those things. Guys, you need to be able, you are the minister of the, of the Most High God, and he's called you to be fishers of mankind. Look at the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded them. 
Assuredly, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. He says another, another version of this is found in Mark chapter 16. So Matthew and Mark were both there. They heard it, and they, they heard different parts of it. The Bible does not contradict itself. It completes itself. If I have two people watching the same incident, one person sees it from this angle, another person sees it from this angle, and both of their angles complete the story. Does that make sense? In Mark, the Gospel of Mark says, And he said to them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Jesus has called each and every one of us. Who was he talking to? He was talking to disciples. He was talking to fishermen, tax collectors, regular business folks, the the people that would come to our Oaks Business Network, just business guys. I'm just a business guy. Can I tell you how many times I said that through my life? This is the last job I ever wanted in life. This is the job I said to my parents for 20 years. No, mom, I will never do that. No, dad, I'm sorry you got that prophetic word when I was still in, your, in mama's belly and someone said something, but I ain't doing that. I'm a professional businessman. I'm gonna do this. And all of a sudden, I couldn't outrun the prophetic word that God had spoken over my life before I was even born. I had a different plan for my life. But God called me, just a business guy. And I was in Nicaragua on a missions trip, one of my first missions trips there. And, and, and a little lady that, that worked the orphanage came up to me and through a translator in Spanish, she, she, she spoke a prophetic word over me in Spanish. And, and she read my mail. Do you, if you, if you, that word is strange to you, prophecy. Uh, that word prophecy, it literally means to, cons- to consult with God and say what he says. It's not spooky. It's not weird. It doesn't have to be about foretelling the future. It's about communicating what God is saying to someone else. To consult with God and say what he says. It's not spooky. In fact, it should be natural in every single one of your lives because he's your father and your father wants to talk to you. Your father wants to communicate with you. He loves you more than anybody else and he wants to communicate with you. No matter what you do, no matter where you've been, your heavenly father wants to communicate with you. And when he does... And you say what he said to you, you just prophesied. It's not weird, it's not spooky, it's natural. It should be your first language as a follower of Jesus Christ. So this little Nicaraguan lady began to prophesy over me. And as Stephen Holland, you remember Stephen, Sam, began to translate, I began to weep because this little lady who ran an orphanage that didn't know me from Adam began to tell me all kinds of things about my life. And the number one thing she said was to stop minimizing who I was and stop saying I'm just a this and I'm just a that because God wanted to do something really great through me and he wants to do something really great through you. And you've got to stop minimizing who you are and what you are and saying, I'm just a this. Listen, God made you exactly how he made you. He gave you the personality. He gave you the, the, the gifts, the talents, the abilities. He gave you the strengths. He put you in different circles so that you could be his hands and feet, the hands and feet of Jesus in your world, in your spheres. And there are people that God is calling to the kingdom. Calling to the kingdom. What really struck me with this is as I began to study in, in the Bible and read the Bible, I began to read the prophets. 
The books of the prophets, Ezekiel and Hosea and Isaiah and Jeremiah, all of these, Daniel, all these amazing prophets that all wrote. And that's when I started journaling and writing what God was saying to me because I was studying these prophets. And one of them, I believe it was Ezekiel, he told to go and say this thing to this person. And he said, if I tell you to go and say this to them, this wicked man, if I tell you to say to him that if he doesn't repent, I'm going to kill him. And you don't do it if you don't say it. When I kill him, his blood is on your hands. That's what, that's what God said to Ezekiel. But then he said, but if you will obey me and say to him what I tell you to say, no matter how he receives it or if he repents, you will be innocent of his blood because you boldly said what I told you to say. That's how Paul could say at the end of his life, I'm ready to be poured out as a drink offering. For my hands are clean of the blood of all men. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I have fully declared the full will of my Father in heaven. I've said everything he told me to say. Guys, you can't sit there and be silent when people are dying next to you. You can't sit there and be silent when your neighbor doesn't know Jesus and they're not going to heaven and you're, you own a house right next to them. You have access to them. You don't have to be, you don't have to go in there and preach and, and go over there with your Bible. And we just got back from Utah and there's Mormons everywhere. And man, I'm telling you what, Mormons are the nicest people you've ever met in your life. They're way nicer than y'all. They're way nicer than y'all. Mormons are nicer than Texans. <laughs> Wonderful, nice people. Had an amazing conversation with one of my friends who is ministering to a Mormon a woman, a woman that has now escaped the Mormon church. And, and she said, because I'm not saying this to bad, I'm already told you the best people on the planet, but their doctrine is off. Their doctrine is very off. They do not believe the same things that you believe. They don't believe Jesus is the same person. They don't believe that the devil is the same. They don't believe that the Holy Spirit is the same. They have a different book. They're wonderful, kind, amazing, nice people, but they have a different belief system and it leads them away from the work of Jesus Christ. This friend who's ministering to a recovering Mormon said that every single day, the overwhelming guilt and shame and pressure of, of, of trying to somehow please this God who is unpleasable was cratering her. It was crushing her. She said she counted in one day 31 different things that she had to do that day just to be pleasing to God. Imagine living under that pressure. It's not the gospel. It's not the same gospel. It's not the good news. The good news is not, hey, come here. Guess what? You, you, can, you can earn your way to heaven. Every other religion says you can earn your way to heaven. Every other religion gives you the, the opportunity to work and slave and earn, and maybe, just maybe, God will grant you favor. That's not the gospel of Jesus. The gospel of Jesus is Jesus came, and he earned your way to heaven. Jesus came and he fulfilled everything. He fulfilled every part of the law on your behalf. He said, unless you have a righteousness that's greater than the Pharisees, you cannot enter heaven. Well, guess what? No human can have that. The Pharisees were the best rule followers of all time. So what did Jesus do? He gave us a righteousness that was greater than the Pharisees because he fulfilled everything. And now, guess what? You are pleasing to God just the way you are. He's pleased with you. He loves you. You have his favor. He, now, guess what? He's going to go to work on you. He's going to ask you to do things. He's going to ask you to serve. He's going to ask you to give. He's going to ask you to say something. He's going to ask you to reach out. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you do not get to just be a spectator. It's not an option. 
If you want to please God, you don't get to be a spectator. He's pleased with you, but he has an assignment for you. He's patient. He's faithful. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. See, the risk is for us, the risk is is that we think that this church, this wonderful, beautiful church is just for us. The risk is that we get focused in on on, on going and get, I got, I got to get my word. I got to get fed. The risk is you make church about my favorite worship songs. Oh, I love what Lewis did today. Brought in a hymn, had fake stained glass put on the screens. Thank you, Humi. I mean, come on, it looked like a chapel. We, we look like a real church instead of a ninja warrior building. <laughs> but it's not about us. It's not just about our families. Listen, if it's just about us and just about our families, we don't need anything else. We're good. Keep having great services. I'll keep preaching pretty good. Brandon, keep pre- we'll keep, we'll do, bring in some new people. I mean, new song, and we'll do, we'll just keep doing it good. If it's about us. But if it's about us, we're just consumers. See, it's about the thousands of people that don't know him yet. It's not about us. It's about being a part. Guys, we're going to stand before God. Each of us, one day, we'll stand before God and we'll give an account for our lives. And, and, and he may say, hey, I put that person, they were your neighbor for 20 years. And you watch them go through that divorce. You watch them go through that crisis. You never even offered to pray for them. You never even said, you never even tried. I wanted that person to be here with you. But you didn't do anything. Guys, I don't want that to be me. And can I tell you that, sadly, can I tell you that I, I'm, I'm selfish sometimes. I'm really selfish sometimes. I, you know, I, I, I'm not selfish. I'm not selfish with money. I love to give money. I love to bless people. I love to buy people lunch. I love to, bless, I love to give gifts. I love, 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 love to bless people. I'm crazy generous when it comes to money. You know where I'm selfish? My time. My time. I'm so selfish with my time sometimes. There, there, there are times where, and, and again, when I was in the business world, I got to clock out. Yeah, I'm off the clock. But with your Christian faith, there's no clock out. And, and, and what the challenge was for me is that now I wasn't in the business world. I was in the, I was in the faith world. I was in the church world. And when do I just get to be a dude? Because everywhere I go, somebody needs Jesus. And I feel like I work everywhere and I never get, there's no days, and I'd I'd be at the beach, my wife and I'd be at the beach and someone would come and be like, are you a pastor? Jiminy Christmas, yes. (laughs) It's crazy. How do they know? I don't know. But we don't get to clock out. There are people that need him. See, I was on a beach in Costa Rica and someone literally comes up. Are you the pastor? The the head surfer, the big buffed up muscle surfer. surfer, Are you the pastor? Yeah, I'm the pastor. We were actually on a missions trip. We'd finished all of our missions work. Now we're at the beach. I'm just trying to take a surf lesson. Just trying to relax. Catch some rays. He goes, come with me. My friends need Jesus. Okay. I follow him to his little surf shack. He has every one of the top surfers on the beach inside the surf shack. He says to them, hey, this guy's the pastor. He goes, 
I gave my life to Jesus. All of you are giving your life to Jesus. All of you. You need Jesus. Paolo, you need Jesus. Every one of them. They're like, okay. I, I got to lay hands on and pray with 12 stud muffin surfers on this beach in Costa Rica. And they're all raising their hands and, and they, they got, some of them got filled with the spirit. And, and I look down and there's a two-year-old, the, the, the head surfer's little son, he's two years old. He's standing there butt naked with his hands up like this. Guys, we gotta, we gotta be on the clock for him. We gotta be willing to say yes for him. The Great Commission is your mission. Go into the, all the world, that's your mission. Preach the gospel, that's your mission. What's the gospel? Gospel means good news. What's the good news? Jesus came and died for you and was raised from the dead and he paid the price for all of your sins and all you have to do is believe in him and you can have eternal life. That's good news. Not 31 things to worry about, how to please God that day and all one day and not earning your way there. It's good news. The Great Commission is your mission. It's your mission. And it's time for Oaks Church to grow. We're already growing, guys, but this has been the pattern of my life and my different career paths, that the first three years of anything new that I did were all base, foundational years. And the Lord showed me that it would be the fourth year. Every single time, the first three years are about the foundation. It's about the base. It's about building that strong foundation. And the fourth year is when growth starts. Guys, we're in our fourth year right now. And look, we have to go to two services. We can't fit in one. We're busting at the seams. And so we're going to two services. It's time for Oaks to grow. And the only way, guys, the only way this works and we become who we're called to become is if all of us find our place and we give what God tells us to give, and we serve how God tells us to serve, and we take our place being the influencers that God has called us inside of our spheres of influence, that's the only way. And it's the greatest life of all. Can I tell you that in my life, in my adult life, I, I rededicated my life to the Lord at 17. And from that point on, I lived for the Lord extensively. And I volunteered as a 17-year-old. I started volunteering. I grew up in a church in Oklahoma, Church on the Move. It was a great church in Oklahoma, still is. And in that church, our, my pastor, Pastor Willie George, he said, look, in our church, he goes, we need everyone's involvement. This is how I grew up. He said, if you don't give and if you don't serve, please leave the church because someone else needs your seat. That's how I grew up. If you don't give and if you don't serve, please go somewhere else. There's lots of other places you can be a freeloader. That's how I grew up. And so I'm like, okay, wow, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be involved. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be invested then. I'm gonna be a real member of the family. My children are my slaves. They don't have an option. They're going to help around the house. You want to eat here? You want to sleep here? Oh, you think it's your room? You paying rent? The second they were old enough to toddle around, they went to work. We played the cleanup game. Oh, they hated the cleanup game. 
Everyone, dude, I'm talking, when we finish dinner at our house, our kids immediately get up, take the dishes, they clean the whole kitchen. Jennifer and I sit there and rub our bellies. Because they gotta work. They gotta, this is their house too. We raise our kids that way. It's all in. Everybody, everybody contributes. And in the household of God, in the family of God, we've gotta have that type of maturity. We gotta have that type of maturity. See, we, we don't need all the bells and whistles just for us. The, the, the screen's great. The lights are okay. Everything's good. Kids ministry is good enough. Everything's good enough. But we're fishers. We're fishers of men. Do you know what it takes to attract a fish? Bait. Allures. Shiny objects. Shiny objects. Fish like shiny, don't wear a shiny object in the ocean. You will attract a shark. It, 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 takes, it, takes, it takes lures. It takes shiny objects. Guys, the, the, the landscaping, I want to have a prayer walk that goes, oh, I've got a master plan for an outside landscape design that turns this whole place into an inviting place where the whole community wants to come and hang out. Why? Shiny objects. Kids ministry. Lights and sounds and, and different things. It's, it's, it's shiny objects to catch fish. To catch, to fish for mankind. That's the whole point. It's not, about, it's not about me or anything else. It's about how many people can we draw to Jesus. And, and it's okay that it takes shiny objects because we're drawing in babies. Baby Christians. Did you know babies are selfish? Babies only care about what goes in their belly. They, they, they cry for food. They cry because they have a dirty diaper. They cry because they need to go to sleep. Feed me, change me, sleep me, hold me. Cry, 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 cry. And we're called to raise up babies. We're called to raise up babies. Every single one of you are nursery workers. Not just in the back here. Oh, we get the kids' ministry like, oh yes, praise Jesus. Yeah, natural babies too. But spiritual babies. See, we're called to preach the gospel and to make disciples. Make babies, grow them up. That's the vision of the church. So Oaks Church, our theme is growing great lives, building big people. That's our theme. I don't care about a big church. I don't think, I think it's inevitable. I think God has something really special. I think our church is going to grow and grow and grow. I think this is just our first building, not our last. But I don't, but honestly, I don't care. I'm so happy just with y'all. I love you. I love all you online. I love just what we have right now. It doesn't do me any, I don't get any, I have nothing to prove. Nothing to prove. But I have someone to obey. And he wants to do something really special with this church. And there's a part for all of us to play. So just go on the journey with us, pray, hear God, and obey him. And, and over these next couple weeks, just pray, hear God, obey him. You're seeking for three things. You're looking for who can I bring? Where can I serve? What can I give? Who can I bring? Where can I serve? What can I give? Ask the Lord and he'll show you. 
And, and guys, let's, let's make this next season of Oaks Church, let's blow this place out with brand new baby believers that are coming to Christ. I have no interest in other church people from other churches coming here. That's, and, and it happens, it's just part of life. That people jump around and try this one, they try that one, and we're gonna have people that come over from other churches. And if God's calling someone away for a new season to a new church, that's God, that's between God and them. I'm not after other, people, other people's congregations, not at all, not one bit. I'm friends with all these other pastors in town. We hang out, we talk, we have lunch, we pray together. We're here to help each other. McKinney, Texas is the greatest city to pastor and I've ever seen. The pastors love each other. They support each other. We're Bruce Miller, Christ Fellowship uh, over there. Charlie Tuttle at Genesis. Uh, Sam over there at First Bad. We're all buddies. We hang out and we help each other and we serve each other. It's incredible. God's got something very special in store for McKinney, Texas. He's got something very special in store for Oaks Church. He's got something really special in store for you. And we're just glad that you're here. We're glad that you're here and we just ask you to pray. Go on this journey with us. Let's have the most incredible Easter. Let's see 50, 60, 70 people get saved because we're all bringing, bringing, bringing people to the Lord. We will have a registration for Easter to sign up on which service you want to come to. Right now, we plan on having two services. Uh, we may end up having an overflow. We're going to get real creative with it. If we need to go to three, we'll go to three. We're not scared of that. We're not scared of hard work at Oaks Church. Unless you don't help. <laughs> then it gets real hard. But if we all help, if we all just find out where we can be a part and where we can serve, and, and listen, the number one thing, the number one thing, if you're gonna be a valuable member of the family of God, the number one thing is you have to make a decision not to be offended. Because you will have every opportunity. You know why? Because we're all humans. We say dumb stuff, we do dumb stuff, we, we mess up. And, and Jesus, speaking to his cousin, John the Baptist said, blessed is he who's not offended in me. Jesus could be very offensive. The family of God can be very offensive sometimes. And if you're gonna be a thriving member of Oaks Church, you've gotta make the decision, I'm not going to be easily offended. I'm gonna plug in here, I'm gonna plant my roots, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna serve, I'm gonna link arms, and if somebody hurts my feelings, I'm gonna go to them and say, hey, you're my brother, you're my sister, you hurt my feelings, but I love you. Can we work through this? And they're going to say, yes, of course. And if they don't, you bring them to me and I'll slap them. <laughs> let's do something great for God. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this amazing church. You're amazing people. You have such huge things in store for us, God. I can see it in my spirit. I can see the thousands and thousands and thousands of salvations. Baby Christians by the thousands being drawn to you because you're so good, not drawn to a religious system of how they can earn their way, drawn to the goodness and the mercy of Jesus Christ, the grace of God released through faith in Jesus Christ. Father, I see thousands of babies, baby believers coming in, and hundreds of us taking our positions as servants of the Most High God to minister and to make disciples and to grow up these believers, Father, so that we have decades and generations of lives being changed through Oaks Church. Father, we can't control what's going on in our world right now. We can't control what's going on in, 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 in the Middle East and in Russia and Ukraine. We can't control any of that. We can't control what's going on in our government and all the shenanigans that's happening. We can't control any of that, Father. But we can control how we obey you and how we follow you and how we serve you and how we give to you. We can control that. So Father, I ask you as everyone goes on this journey with us that you would 
open their hearts and open their minds to hear your voice, to be inspired by you, to find the people that they can bring, to find the place that they can serve, to make a commitment to do that, to find what they can give and to sacrifice at the highest levels, Father, because you are worth it. You're worth it, God. You're worth it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 He's good. He's good. Hey, let me do one more thing before we dismiss. One more thing. If you're here today or you're watching online and you need to get right with God today, this is your moment. Don't leave. Don't leave this moment. Don't turn off this, don't turn off this stream. Don't turn off. Don't turn off the podcast till you pray this prayer and make a decision because you're simply not promised tomorrow, guys. The Bible says you are not promised tomorrow. You do not know. You could walk straight out this building. You, you could be listening to this podcast in your car. Tragedy can strike at any moment. I'm not, I'm not saying that to, 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 to hype anything up. I'm just saying that, that if you lived long at all, you've watched horrific things happen real fast you never thought would happen. Don't risk, don't risk, don't risk missing this moment to get right with God. Just say yes to Jesus right now. Wherever you are, just say yes. Say yes to Jesus. Pray this prayer with me in, online and across this room. Say, Father, I need you in my life. I can't do it on my own. I give my life to you. I put my faith in you, Jesus. I make you my Lord. I will obey you. I make you my Savior. I put my full trust in you. My life is yours. I ask you to give me your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your presence. Speak to me and teach me. My life is yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, God is good. God is good. Last thing, one last thing. If you prayed that prayer and you know that today you made a real decision for Jesus and you gave your life to Jesus, I'm gonna ask you to do one simple thing. I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. That's it. If you're online, I'm gonna ask you to shoot us a message at info at oakschurch.com or inside of any of our social media platforms that you made a decision for Jesus and you want to connect with us, we want to connect with you. We have a Bible that we'll give you. We have a special gift that we want to give you. We want to partner with you and help you succeed. We're here to help you win in life. That's what we're here to do, okay? But if you would be that bold, the reason I'm asking you to acknowledge it is because of something Jesus said. Jesus said, if you acknowledge me in front of people, I'll acknowledge you in front of the Father in heaven. It's a really big deal to be able to say, I'm taking a stand for Jesus. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm taking a stand for Jesus. I'm acknowledging Jesus. And in that moment, he acknowledges you in front of the Father in heaven. It's a beautiful thing. So if that's you, when I count to three, be so bold to stick your hands straight up in the air. That's me. I gave my life to Jesus. I rededicate my life. Ready? One, two, three, go. Be bold. Be bold. Anywhere in the house. There's one right there. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? I gave my life to Jesus today. I got right with God today. That's all right. That's awesome. You that are online, shoot us some messages online and we'll help and connect with you as well. Uh, Pastor Brandon's coming and he's going to help us wrap up service. Don't miss next week. Don't miss this series. It's going to be incredible, guys. We are unstoppable. God bless you. We hope this message has blessed your life. And if it has, we want to invite you to sow into what God is doing here at Oaks Church. It's as simple as going to oakschurch.com and clicking the give button. On behalf of Oaks Church, thanks again for listening and have a great week.